0: what's up everyone you're listening to citywide front row citywide is a place for young adults in the dmv to connect and grow closer to jesus we hope you enjoy today's episode what's up everybody welcome to citywide front row siéntate, siéntate. thank you elizabeth uh so today we have elizabeth and cindy here with us hey, hey. what's good Hi. ladies we are going to talk about their questions from the Bible. So it's our Q&A day today. And what happens a lot in this office or in my life in general is these people come up and ask questions when they're it's reading their you're Bibles. A Hey, that's a good thing. And it's good that you're actually reading your Bibles and trying to think about it, which is a positive thing. So these are all good things. Uh, what we want to do a lot of times on this podcast is just to give you guys kind of inside look on some of the things that go on around here and some of the questions that are being asked that you might have as well as you're reading through the Bible. So uh, we're going to let them bring that up here on the pod and talk it through together. So ladies, kick us off. What is your question? What text are we talking about? And what you got for us?
1: Yeah, so it's actually been really cool because three out of the four of us at the apartment are going through Matthew right now. Uh, We're all kind of at different parts, but it's been really cool because we've been able to ask each other questions and kind of challenge one another in that way. Um, But I was reading in Matthew 17 the other day, and at the end of the chapter, uh, I was reading, I'll read it to you in a second, um, but I had a question about it. Um, So starting in verse 24 of Matthew 17, it says, when they came to Capernaum, those who collected the two drachma tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the two drachma tax? He said, Yes. And when he came into the house, Jesus spoke to him first, saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth collect customs or pull tax? From their sons or from strangers? When Peter said, From strangers, Jesus said to him, Then the sons are exempt. However, so that we do not offend them, go to the sea and throw in a hook and take the first fish that comes up, and when you open its mouth, you will find a shekel. Take that and give it to them for me and you. Um, so I was reading this, and obviously he's talking about earthly kings and the the taxes that they have. They, their sons don't pay the tax. It's the strangers that pay it. Um, and so Christ was kind of was saying, you know, I'm, I'm the son of the king, so I don't necessarily have to pay this tax. But then he says, you know, however, so that we do not offend them, go into the sea. So... <laughs> The question that I posed in this passage is, why is Jesus so extra?
0: So extra. (laughs) This is my favorite question. (laughs) They walked in the office and said, why is Jesus so extra?
1: Because it's true though. Because it's it's. He. I'm sure he had money in his pocket. Why not take money out of his pocket and pay the tax that way? Uh, Or he could have
0: made it magically appear in his pocket. He could have done that too, uh,
1: which would have been showing his power.
0: so the question was, why did he do it this weird way?
1: Yes. What was the, what was the I guess, significance of the fish um, in that passage?
0: And part of the larger question is, why does Jesus do all these weird things all the time? <laughs>
1: yeah, sure.
0: Why is he so extra everywhere? <laughs> Super extra. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love that question. And uh, it was actually a text that I had uh, preached on a little while back and then thought through the same question uh, myself. And so... Uh, I find it helpful when things like this, when you're thinking about that, is A, you always got to read the context of what's happening, you know, in the story itself and what goes before and after and maybe what's the big picture of what Jesus is trying to do here. And then uh, secondly, it's helpful to, I think the way you can get at good Bible questions like that is to assume like, or to ask the, like, what could Jesus have done instead? Well, he could have just handed him the coin. So if he didn't do it that way, there has to be a super intentional reason why he went on this roundabout way, you know, to go get to this end that Jesus could have created another way. So why did Jesus do it that way? So super purposeful on Jesus' part, so we certainly need to answer that question. I think one of the things that we had talked about was, when you look at the context, if you're starting, let's say in chapter 17 with the transfiguration, you have Peter, James, and John, and then Peter is present with the other disciples in the very next story where Jesus heals the boy, and Jesus' problem with the disciples at that point is that they lack faith right so he's saying hey disciples uh you jokers you know you could have you could have done this if you had faith and so now you see okay he transfigures himself he gives peter an inside look into who he is and then peter's present and apparently peter and the other ones don't have enough faith to heal the boy even though he just saw jesus transfigured and then jesus does this little quick thing on his death and resurrection same way he's going and then he has this weird story about the text and so part of the thing that i was processing and thinking through was well, Peter's the one involved in all these stories so far? Transfiguration, the the boy with the demon, and now this temple tax. And Peter's the only one involved, supposedly, in this temple tax story. It's a personal conversation with Peter and, and Jesus. And so uh, it seems to be that Jesus is is operating in a way to help increase Peter's faith. It has to be something that's going. He said, "Your faith, you ha- you lack faith. This is a problem. I showed you myself, and now I'm going to continue to show you myself." I could just hand you the coin or I could do some supernatural way where I send you off on this little journey. Right. And I I show my power over land and sea, over demons and fish, over all these different things. I transfigure myself before you. And it's just an additional work of Jesus to confirm in Peter's heart that he really is Jesus, the Lord, and to increase uh, Peter's faith. In God and Jesus Himself, so I do think part of it's that we look at the whole narrative of what is Jesus trying to accomplish. He's revealing Himself time and time again and showing His authority over all things, and particularly working in Peter's heart to help him uh, with the type of faith that Jesus, you know, ultimately wants from Peter. Uh, and when you see in Peter's life, he goes up and down with that. He confesses Jesus is the Christ. He sees the transfiguration, and then apparently doesn't have enough faith to heal the ba- heal the boy. Uh, and then he goes back, and, you know, he denies Jesus, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I do think part of it, if you look at the whole story, which is just good Bible reading in general, when you have a question about what to do with the Bible, what to do with a particular passage or story, make sure to read several of the stories around it to kind of see if Jesus is operating under some theme or trying to create some reality for them. So I think that's one of the instances. I mean, just when you think about it practically, the the difference could be, here's a coin, Peter. And then, you know, Peter, Bell, oh, thanks. Or, like, hey, Peter, man, go to this sea, grab a fish, and then in that fish's mouth there's going to be a coin. When he finds the coin in the fish's mouth, he just has to get in his shoes and imagine the reaction, you know? Like, yeah, it would yeah. just be another time where Peter's like, oh, my gosh, like, this is God. And I think Jesus wanted to give him that as a way to continue to confirm to Peter who Jesus said he was. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one reason why he does it, and it's very purposeful on his part. Uh, I think that's probably the clearest reason why he would do that. To establish his lordship, to increase Peter's faith. Uh, I, uh, another thing, I, I think there's a couple implications you could take from this too. To say, number one, he sent him fishing, which is interesting because uh, he could have like sent him to go to a, find a donkey or to go to some random house. Like he could have done it weird, mm-hmm. lots of weird ways. He could have done that. But he was a fisherman, but he was a fisherman, and he sent him to go fish. So I, I think there's something about like, hey, Peter. Go back to like your ordinary, mundane, day-to-day way that you made a living. Go do the thing that you know how to do. And in the midst of your doing your normal life, I'm going to do something supernatural. So it's not about Peter having some great moment of faith or having to exercise it. It's about Peter going and operating according to the things he already knows how to do and in kind of an ordinary, mundane type of way. And then in the midst of that, Jesus does something supernatural which I think has to be specific with the fish and Peter being a fisherman for Jesus to be making some connection with Peter in that way. And so I think that's a great encouragement to us that in the midst of our kind of ordinary, mundane type of things that we're doing, Jesus always wants to do something supernatural in it. I think another like pastoral encouragement that you can kind of see from here is it's, once again, it's weird, right? It's a really weird direction that Jesus gives him. And throughout the Bible, there's a lot of weird things that God tells people to go do in light of faith. And so he tells Peter to go do this, and he's got to be thinking, that you know, he's walking the whole way. I don't know if he starts to doubt, like, what is this? Why didn't he just give it to me? Maybe he's annoyed. Like, maybe it's a far walk. Maybe he's got to, like, walk a while and he gets tired. I don't know. But whether he gets annoyed, impatient, whether he starts to doubt, I think it's an an encouragement to us that sometimes God has a great purpose in sending us on these kind of winding paths when we would prefer a straight shot. You know, hey, just give me the coin. That you make your point, you know, that's what we want in prayer all the time, right? Just give, just make your point. Give me the coin. Give me a straight shot. And Jesus is like, no, I want you to go here, here, and there, and this weird thing's going to happen and then come back and then do that. And so I, I think we, we learn a lot about how Jesus disciples people and how he operates with Peter to grow him to be more like Jesus and how he does the same with us. Instead of just giving us the coin, he sends us on this winding path that ultimately has a greater outcome. Than, sure. then the other way. And so I think all those things could be happening in Peter's life that Jesus is getting at uh, probably the greatest one being the faith issue. So but I, I that would be my my take on it as I was reading through it. Do you guys have any other thoughts as you kind of process that?
1: Well, I was just thinking as, as you're talking and I'm processing this. You know, I, I talked to some people uh, before this to try to get their input on it. Um, you
0: talked to people before me?
1: Yes, now, Because yeah. I called we, you. you. We didn't talked your about phone. it. That's me. true. You did. Try. <laughs> that's right. That's
0: right. You did.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, but so I was just. Trying I was to playing get in the snow with my children. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. a, I guess that's. So forgive
0: excuse. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but just I like talking to other people and getting their perspectives, and a lot of them had said and kind of catered to the idea of well, anyone can pull a coin out of their pocket, yeah. but how many people can make a coin come out of a fish? And as you're even talking now, and p- I'm processing it, it's like. The, the idea that Peter was a fisherman was a point that Liz had brought up when we were talking about it um, And it is like it's something he does every day, right? Like you were talking about the mundane tasks and how much more of a sign of the Lord's glory and power is that? For in our mundane day-to-day tasks for him to reveal himself in such a way
2: totally because
1: if you had like your example of a donkey right. like if he had say go to a donkey and in the bag or in his mouth, you know, you'll sure. find a coin. He's gonna be like, "Oh, okay, well, maybe that's just a coincidence. I don't know. Maybe it's not weird, coins right. in their mouth." But for something that something that he's so familiar with, like hey, yeah, he's limb, pulled a million fish know. out of the sea yes, right I, now. I, I, I don't want to guarantee, but I, I doubt he's ever, he ever pulled a coin out. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: I would, that's probably coins, a pretty strong assumption. I mean, to say no. Coin, but hey, no. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just it kind of highlights the the power and. Kind of, those, I mean, the Lord even guiding him in that of uh, this is what you do every day, but watch what I'm going to do now.
0: Yeah, in the midst of that.
1: And I do feel like sometimes in my own life, I can get so caught up in the mundane day to day. Here's what I do I get up, I go to the gym, I eat breakfast, I take a shower, I go to, you know, and it's. Sure. Like, but then having conversations even during that time around the Lord, um, even just with the roommates too, or people at the gym, whatever it is, it's mm. kind of the Lord's um, provision and experience mm. of his power in
0: that. Yeah, good, awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us today, and for all your input, Elizabeth. We appreciate that.
2: Um, I was gonna say something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, fire away.
2: Um, no, I was just I, I was thinking about what what you were saying, how God wants to use like daily things, like the things in our daily life, to reveal that He is God. And I, I personally, so often, am so quick to just like look at the daily thing and forget that God is still working in whatever situation it is. God is using it to be like, hey, I, I am God and I am powerful. Yeah. Um, and I remember like one of the things that I heard recently that it was very encouraging. It was like your guy's story, like with um, uh well, with Jay, like there, that can be a very like normal thing for a lot of people to go through foster care but like really seeing and while talking to Christian or just listening to you while you're on thursdays like how god has shown so much of himself to through you that, guys sure. yeah. and through that and I'm, that's that was just what i was thinking
0: yeah no yeah it's good and with the the day you know we're just having that conversation about signs and wonders and like supernatural things and a lot of we sometimes not see what they saw in the new testament uh, and there's a lot of things to say about that, but I think one of the things is to not take for granted the supernatural work in our un- mm-hmm. ordinary life, yeah. to not seek so much for some crazy experience that we miss God doing these things in the midst of our day-to-day yes. life. So very good. The Holy yeah. Yeah. We get to walk with the spirit. So, all right. Well, I appreciate y'all's time today. I'm sure we will do this again soon, but I encourage this type of Bible reading guys out there as you're reading through the Bible. Really think about why is Jesus doing things. Don't just like read him like, oh, that's what he did. Like ask questions about it. You're gonna find a lot of encouragement. Uh, as you dig deep into every little story in the Bible, so I encourage that. Thank you guys for being a good example for that, and we hope y'all are helped and encouraged today. As always, send in your questions to us at citywidedc at McClainBible.org, uh, or shoot us a DM on Instagram or whatever it might be, and we would love to answer your questions about the Bible or anything really. So we hope this is helpful. I hope y'all have a great day. Remember, to follow us on We Are Citywide on Instagram or CYDC on Facebook to learn more about the ministry. All right, y'all, have a good one, peace.